Fort Worth. Production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it is a Friday morning. It is April 16th, the Feast of St. Bernadette Subaru of Lord St. Bernadette, pray for us. Good to be with you on a Friday and every day. And speaking of prayers, asking for your prayers for the Ave Maria Radio membership drive. It's our 25th anniversary of Ave Maria Radio, and we are wrapping it up today on a Friday. So just keep Ave Maria Radio and all the other EWTN affiliates in your prayers as we try to raise money to stay on the air to bring you 24-7 Catholic Radio working in conjunction with this amazing network EWTN. Speaking of which, coming up on the program today, back with Doug Keck. Always enjoy our Inside Word segments, giving us a sneak preview of what's coming up in great EWTN programming, but also having great conversations with Doug in terms of the issues out there that we're facing in our culture and trying to address it a number of ways on EW10 and all of our outlets. So Doug joins us at 15 minutes past the hour. At the bottom of the hour, back to Fact Check Friday. There are so many stories going on with the media, but I'm concentrating on one in particular, which continues to develop and it continues to break. You probably have heard by now about the latest series of videos released by Project Veritas, which is the conservative investigative um, journalism organization to do a lot of undercover work, and they have released these explosive undercover videos of a CNN um, operator. He's the technical director is his title, and he's having these chats with this undercover reporter and saying all sorts of things that we knew in terms of the way they cover the stories and the way they present what's supposed to be news as propaganda. We who have uh, are smart enough, because I know you are as well, because you write to me about this all the time, to understand what's going on here, that we're being sold a bill of goods, that there's a particular agenda and there's propaganda going on. Well, now this person just openly admits it. And however one feels about any particular candidate, this should really scare you, considering the fact that if this is one person inside one leftist network that's saying this, We know what's going on because a lot of them share and pick up on each other's stories, and it's continual. Uh, They they admit in this um, in these different clips, and we'll share some of them with you. There's now three videos that have been released, and by the way, released. And by the way, James O'Keefe, who runs Project Veritas, his Twitter account was canceled. He announced that last night, and now he's suing Twitter. He's actually been very very successful with lawsuits against these media giants who are trying to crack down on him, including the New York Times, by the way, who defamed him, and he won that case in the New York state courts. So he's got another case now that's going to be filed against Twitter because how convenient Twitter canceled his account. They shut him down because these videos are getting a huge amount of response. So at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to kind of lay out what happened to give you the facts for Fact Check Friday. And we have some clips from some of the videos that have been released. There's three now. And then after that, at 39 minutes past the hour, we're going to talk with the managing editor of the newsroom at Project Veritas, Nick Jeevas. He's going to be joining us and giving us an idea, kind of setting the stage and talking about where this story goes from here. Uh, We need to understand what's happening, where the media have crossed the line. And this has, has been for quite some time now, but there's more and more evidence of this, where they are openly admitting in many ways that it is about propaganda. 
The next effort, according to this CNN insider, is that they're going to try to convince people and scare the heck out of them over the environment. Climate change is going to be their next push. She said, we were successful at getting Trump out of office. That was our goal. And now our next goal is to push climate change. And he also admits that fear sells. And I've been telling you this, and this is something we heard quite literally in the newsrooms for many years, and that they have to use this fear to sell an agenda. Okay, so keeping people afraid keeps people tuned in. And they also say in these, in these videos, he's also quoting how they kept the numbers of COVID deaths on the screen, a running ticker, so to speak, to keep people fearful, and how they kept emphasizing the negative. And now there are other studies to back that up. There's a study that came out last month showing that the media in the U.S. were much more negative regarding COVID ignored a lot of the successes, ignored what was happening and in, 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 uh, rates going down, people that were not only surviving, but how um, a majority of those who do get COVID respond just fine and come back. And the mo- those people most affected are those obviously with, with pre-morbidity issues, but promoting the negative to keep people fearful and to keep control over people basically. And totally working hand in hand, they admit this with the Democrats. They're, they're, this guy is open about this. So if this is one person in one network just having a cup of coffee or having a beer and saying, yeah, this is what we do, this is the modus operandi of the press, and this is what people have to realize, and not enough people realize this. They still, unfortunately, a lot of them believe what they see in the media. They're busy. They don't have time. They hear a headline or, or read something, maybe see a bit of a story as they're walking through the airport or they're walking by a newspaper stand or they're checking you know their twitter feed whatever it is and they see these headlines that are put out there by these propagandists at these various networks and they believe it to be reality that is no longer the case and you have to take this very very seriously because you are being misled you're being lied to and they admit it there was even a story that came out yesterday we don't have time to talk about it maybe it'll be next week the Washington Post admitting that they blew the whole COVID situation last year way out of proportion, especially in the summer when people started to gather again and when they started to open things up to scare the heck out of people and to keep them tuned in. It's just, it's, it breaks my heart, but it's, it's borderlining criminal here in some of the things they're doing. Now, and speaking of that, in terms of using their network to get rid of a politician and to openly support another. They even describe how they were going to show Joe Biden versus how they were going to show Donald Trump. So they were using their network to get someone out of office and get another person elected. Now, that that, that recommends or, or represents, I should say, certain violations in terms of um, when you're claiming to be a news operation. So there could be some legal ramifications from that. There's a, there's a lot going on here, but anyway, we'll look at this in Fact Check Friday. Uh, happening what's what's happening in the news right now which is um gosh just over the top all right so that's our show doug keck fact check friday and then we'll be checking in no pun intended with the managing editor of the newsroom at project veritas also ask for your prayers for our virtual conference listening for god which starts tonight and a big thank you to ewtn for the beautiful article on the register and Alyssa murphy and also the opportunity to uh, put this on Facebook and to let you know about it. You may register for free, listeningforgodconference.com, 
And it really is a who's who of all the great EWTN people, including whom you heard this week, Mike Equilina, Father Mitch Pacwa, Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle, and so many more. All right, seven minutes past the hour. Speaking of news, there's a lot of it, including a horrific story out of Indiana. So let's see what's happening in and around the world on your Friday morning, April 16th, the Feast of St. Bernadette. Eight people are dead and several more hurt following a late-night shooting at the FedEx ground facility near the Indianapolis International Airport. Here is Officer Jenna Cook. Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department officers responded to 8951 Mirabelle Road to the FedEx building. They reported, they responded on the report of shots being fired at that business. Cook noted that many families are still waiting to hear about their loved ones, saying workers are not allowed to keep their phones with them inside the facility. There's been no word on the shooter's ID or a possible motive. Eight people were killed by the gunman who then turned the gun on himself. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is calling for change in order to prevent police shootings such as the one that took the life of a 13-year-old boy. The mayor is saying the city must do more to help children like Adam Toledo before they end up dead. Simply put, we failed Adam. And we cannot afford to fail one more young person in our city. The team was shot and killed on March 29th after police responded to a shots fired call on the city's west side. Officers say two people fleeing in an alley and one officer then opened fire. Body cam footage shows the officer yelling at the boy to put his hands up. He quickly turns with his hands raised over his head and the cop fires his weapon. The mayor is urging everyone to stay calm and reserve judgment until an investigation into the incident is complete. It's now up to a jury to decide the case of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. Reporter Gabe Gutierrez brings us up to date on that case. Testimony is now over after both the prosecution and the defense rested their cases. There was high drama in the courtroom as Derek Chauvin announced that he would not testify, invoking his Fifth Amendment right. Chauvin has been charged with second-degree murder for the police custody death of George Floyd last summer. The judge telling the jury yesterday to return to court Monday morning and be prepared to hear closing arguments from both sides. Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell saying Democrats are itching to expand the Supreme Court for political purposes. They're introducing a bill to add four new seats to the Supreme Court so that Democrats can pack the court. McConnell speaking on the Senate floor in a reference to bill from some Democrats to expand the high court from 9 to 13 justices. He also criticized Joe Biden's new commission on judicial reform, calling it a shallow attempt to support court packing. Meanwhile, legal expert John Malcolm with the Heritage Foundation spoke with EWTN News nightly on Thursday, agreeing with other critics that this is a leftist power grab. Oh, it's a terrible idea. I mean, the entire notion of packing the Supreme Court is a blatant attempt for the two political branches uh, of government to exert influence on the one branch uh, of our government that is supposed to be independent uh, of politics. Senator then-Senator Joe Biden several years ago referred to this as a bonehead idea, and I sure wish President Biden would listen to Senator uh, Biden. He just appointed a commission. It's supposedly a bipartisan commission. There are 36 members who could count on one hand uh, the number of conservatives on that commission to study this issue, uh, but the progressive base of the Democratic Party won't. They're not content to wait six months for a report to issue from that commission, which is why you know these three Democratic congressmen and Senator Markey from Massachusetts have proposed this bill. Early before she passed away, liberal Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that nine was a good number and that any attempt to pack the court was a bad idea that would erode confidence and trust in the Supreme Court. 
In a video message, two participants taking part in an international congress commemorating the 50th anniversary of the proclamation of St. Teresa of Avila as a doctor of the church, Pope Francis spoke of how prayer made this great saint an exceptional woman. The congress, which began on Monday and ended yesterday, took place at the Catholic University in Avila, and the Pope saying St. Teresa was outstanding in many ways. He underlined it should not be forgotten that her recognized relevance in these dimensions is nothing more than the consequence of what was important to her. Her encounter with the Lord, her determined determination, as she says, to persevere in her union with him through prayer, her firm intention to carry out the mission entrusted to her by the Lord to whom she offered herself with simplicity. The Pope went on to say St. Teresa's boldness, creativity, and excellence as a reformer are the fruit of the interior presence of the Lord. Recalling the universal call to holiness spoken by the Second Vatican, the Pope said, Second Vatican Council, the Pope said it is not only for some specialists of the divine, but it is a vocation of all believers. State lawmakers of West Virginia and Kansas, as Catholic News Agency reports, recently passing bills restricting participation in women's sports to one's biological sex and not gender identity. New legislation in West Virginia would require participation in single-sex sports teams and events to be based on the biological sex of the athlete. That bill passed the state uh, legislature last week. And a Kansas bill would similarly mandate that female student athletic teams only include members who are biologically female. That measure also passing the state Senate earlier in April. A bill in Montana would likewise require single-sex sports at public schools to be designated based on biological sex, and that's scheduled for a hearing on April 19th. A Catholic parish in Houston welcoming back a refurbished statue of Our Lady of Guadalupe that had been vandalized late last year in an inauguration ceremony held this week at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in December The statue was hit with at least six bullets. And as Texas schools become more acclimated to virtual learning, Senate Bill 27 would give students there and parents the option to attend 100% virtual school, but the bill has some state lawmakers scratching their heads. What we've experienced with COVID, uh, at least from from my perspective, was a diminished educational opportunity virtually. Republican Senator Charles Schwertner believes students struggled more so in a virtual classroom than ever before. That bill would provide state-required courses as well as special education opportunities and extracurricular activities such as eSports. And the CDC is getting together next week to talk about the Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine. Advisors have set a meeting for next Friday to figure out if the vaccine causes blood clots and what comes next if it does. J&J's product was paused after several women developed the rare but serious clotting issues. 14 minutes past the hour. Hope your Friday is going well. Up next, we find out the inside word. We give you a little bit of a heads up, the scoop of what's coming up on EWTN, so you can plan your days around the great EWTN programming. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Curo is the Catholic health care option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest health care sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. 
Hello, Steve Ray here from Footprints of God Pilgrimages, and I'm so excited to announce two domestic pilgrimages this time, one to the Shrines of Wisconsin, where we're going to be joined by Cardinal Raymond Burke. We're going to have a consecration to St. Joseph and Our Lady of Good Help for the apparition of Mary that happened there. Also, we're going to St. Augustine, Florida, where the Catholic Church actually started, the first Mass ever, and we're going to be joined by Father Frank Pavone. To learn more about your Ave Maria radio trip, go to AveMariaRadio.net and find the pilgrimage link. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This program brought to you in part by the nonprofit Angelicum Academy. This is Father Joseph Essio. I have an important message for all you homeschooling families. You can get an outstanding and fully accredited Catholic college education and save $100,000. To learn how, go to angelicum.net. That's angelicum.net. Earn 75 college credits and an associate's degree in high school for just $3,500 a year. And earn your BA degree just one year later at age 19. Check this out at angelicum.net. 16 minutes past the hour. Welcome back. Always great to have Doug Keck with us, the Chief Operating Officer and President of EW Chan with the great programming schedule. I want to thank you for letting us know about the uh, the special documentary last weekend regarding St. Faustina. That was fascinating. Deacon Dom and I came home from an early dinner on Saturday night and watched it. And oh, even though I've been there twice, I've been to the Divine Mercy Center in Poland and, and been to all the places associated pretty much with her life, I did not know there were so many interesting points in there about the painting and just the whole process that went on. So it was it was really well done. Really well, I appreciate well that, and I, I say that uh, for our programming team, John Elson and his team, to acquire those materials, mm-hmm. Peter and his team to program that so that we had a, a beautiful uh, week of, uh, you know, Divine Mercy programming. And, uh, again, I mean, those, those kinds of things, you, you think you know a lot about a particular saint or, or a particular you know, instance in church history, and then you watch that and you're like, wow. I mean, and the miracles around it were just phenomenal. So, so thanks for that heads up. So what's coming up this weekend and next week? Well, we've got another special, All or Nothing, Sister Claire Crockett. Now, uh, she was a sister who uh, uh, people might know from EWTN because we did a show called Hi, Lucy, uh, with Sister Grace. And the voice of Lucy is actually Sister Claire Crockett, who was uh, a wonderful sister who ended up dying uh, in, in the earthquakes in uh, Ecuador several years ago. And it's a documentary on her life, basically, in 2016. And it looks back at her life. Uh, she was from Northern Ireland and devoted herself to her faith as a sister. And uh, it's a very, very powerful documentary, so people can look for that today. Uh, then t- uh, tomorrow we got an ordination of a new bishop in St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. People can check that out tomorrow morning. We're re-airing Kateri, one of our popular EWTN productions on the life of uh, St. Kateri. And, of course, as you indicated, again, the kind of thing that if you watch it, you learn new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and next week, we've got a, a new five-part miniseries with Kristalina Everett entitled Women Made New. So that'll run uh, basically 5.30 p.m. Eastern, five new episodes. And also Brian Patrick and the Catholic Sphere, our new weekly program. I saw that we'll on be, the website. That's awesome. Brian, Tell us we'll about be it. Talking, uh, you know, talking around the globe to people. Martin Wattweiler from our German uh, organization and... Uh, 
and representatives from Ukraine and Spain talking about the church and what's going on in the, those parts of the world. And so it's a, it's a little glimpse into not only EWTN's reach and some of the people we work with on a regular basis, but also what's going on in the universal church, because there really is a lot of great things going on. And one thing I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, because the radio guys would kill me if I didn't mention that, <laughs> answering the call will pre- premiere uh, April 20th, a special on Mother's Birthday, and it's uh, a new show. Uh, Father Joseph, uh, Mary Wolf, and myself just kind of MC it a little bit, but it's really Mother answering phone calls from her yeah. shows over the years. And uh, there's a special uh, in honor of her birthday on the 20th, and then starting on May 2nd on Sundays, it'll air twice each uh, Sunday, and it'll be a half an hour, and again, featuring Mother's great answers to those questions that came in and again her answers were off the cuff but uh, they're off the charts in the fact of how right. um, wonderful her answers actually were so in terms of the questions did did you go through particular questions and then kind of um, as we say in the, in the old days of the business splice it together or you just pick a, one of her uh, call-in segments and run the whole thing or how does that work well Mike Peters was the one really originally behind it who uh, works for some radio right. and basically they're going through and looking for uh, questions you know they might go to a particular show and look through but obviously no it's not just one particular show we're really looking for the questions and answers that we thought you know probably the most relevant today and also exactly. uh, where mother you know uh, again was right on the money which it's not hard to find those <laughs> but, well not only but the, the quotes are so i find myself saying her famous quote faith is one foot on the ground one foot in the air and a right. crazy feeling in the stomach over and over one again especially lately right. Right. Well, yeah. well that's, that explains so often because, again, so many of us feel like, well, I, I can't do it and I'm afraid and I'm worried and, you know, I'm not a saint like these other people or I haven't been gifted by God to do this or to do that. And, and you've been gifted by God to do something. You have to figure out what it is. It may be prayer. It may be contributing money. It may be on the front lines. It may be all of the above. But the one thing you need to understand is that even great saints experience what mother angelica did you know sometimes people say you know courage is not the absence of fear courage is going ahead and doing what's right even when you're afraid and she was so you mentioned off the cuff i mean her connection to the holy spirit and to respond people never forget the one time there was a woman that was uh, flipping through the channels and she felt very lost and her mother had died and she was living a very rough life and she called in live to the program sobbing and mother angelica said i'll be your mother now sweetheart you remember that absolutely one? yes absolutely yeah. i mean those are the and she, it was off the cuff mother did not prep for those things she didn't prep specifically for the show she pre- prepped with her whole spiritual life it was her whole devotion as a, as a nun as a sister her her spouse our lord uh, in jesus and and the devotion to the blessed sacrament and the real presence that was what prepared her so that when she went to do the show she didn't need to do other preparation to be able to answer those things because that was her coming from her heart and the great thing with mother was that great spiritual excellence at the same time the brokenness as raymond uh, uh, portrayed so well in the book on her life the idea of somebody who could really relate to real people. She used to say, you know, I can't stand these kind of wax saints kind of things, this plaster Paris saints. You know, always felt bad for St. Joseph holding a lily. She goes, I don't think he walked around holding a lily. <laughs> these were real people, and they dealt with real issues. And it, what made them saints is that they were willing to try to overcome those uh, 
foibles in their lives and not mm-hmm. just give in to them. We live in a society today where we're the therapeutic, which basically says, well, you know, this is tough for me. Well, then don't do it and you'll, you'll feel better. So because what really matters is that you feel better about yourself. Well, where would we be if everyone took that approach? If Mother Angelica took that approach, and maybe you know, someone would say to her, "Oh, well, it's going to be too hard because you were told to go down south. You know, in prayer, you felt the Lord telling you to start this network in the middle of the Bible Belt, and you know that that's just too much for you. You, you just stay back and and you pray and you help people other ways. Where would we be?" Well, that's what she was told on a regular basis, whether it meant going down south or uh, starting. Uh, you know, being told by a television operator you'll never get on TV again and starting her own television network and getting involved with taking the risks of of purchasing a satellite antenna. That, which that story no is my favorite. That is my favorite. You know, and the, the miracles of people showing up. But they those doors only opened and only continued to open because Mother was willing to walk through them with one right. foot up in the air and a queasy feeling in her stomach. Right, and, and we have to trust in the Lord enough to think that if we move towards what he's pushing us or encouraging us to do, he will open the right door for us. I love the story, and Raymond did such a good job of telling it when, you know, she's sitting there in Eucharistic Adoration when the first satellite dish she arrives and says, Lord, your dish is here. It's not my right, dish. Right. It's your That's dish, right. not my dish. Now i got to pay for it. She walks out, and there's a phone call from some guy on a yacht in the Bahamas. How does that happen? It happens because of faith. It happens because of the faith of Mother Angelica. It ultimately even happens because of the faith and spirituality of that man who made that phone call. Amen. Because there are so many people out there who are touched by the Lord in their private lives who are looking for ways to reach out and, and to do things for their faith. But we're so secular today. Everyone's so afraid of being, uh, you know, woked out right. of the popular culture and of saying something that will be mistaken. I mean, you have to have 12 caveats before you make any statement today in the world to make sure that people understand that you're not insulting anybody. Right, right. Well, thanks be to God for E.W. Channon, its foundress, Mother Angelica, and St. Bernadette, pray for us, and Mother, pray for us. Thanks, Doug. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk next Friday. Doug Keck, our Chief Operating Officer and President. Fact Check Friday coming up. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. St. Mary of Carmel Catholic School in Dallas is excited to take their trivia night virtual this year. Join them for a celebration on Saturday, April 17th at 7 p.m. online. This evening of food, friends, and fun will test your trivia knowledge. Teams of eight will compete in five rounds of questions to determine who is our reigning trivia champion. This annual event goes directly to support operations at St. Mary Carmel. For more information, contact gabriella.aguilar at smcschool.org. Mary Immaculate Catholic School in Farmers Branch is now enrolling for the 2021-2022 school year. Under the leadership of the Nashville Dominican Sisters, the dedicated faculty at Mary Immaculate helps students to develop their gifts of nature and grace so as to reach their God-given potential. To learn more about how your child can be immersed in the truth, beauty, and goodness of a Catholic education at Mary Immaculate, visit mischool.org. God bless you. 
Claritas is a Catholic men's group that meets quarterly to celebrate our rich Catholic heritage. The evening starts with a whiskey-tasting, cured meats, and cigars before an inspiring talk by an engaging Catholic speaker, dressed as coat and tie. Claritas's next gathering is Thursday, May 20th in downtown McKinney. If you know a committed Catholic man aged 18 and over that may be interested in attending, they can find out more information at the website claritas.page. That's claritas.page or email claritas1917 at gmail.com. Are you wondering what to do with the house and need to talk with someone who can explain your options? My name is Jake, and as real estate investors, my brother Gerald and I are working to resolve real estate issues in your local area. We're proud sponsors of this great radio station. So if you're looking for an offer or simply like to explore your different choices, then our number to call is 682-317-9330, or you can simply visit us at 911myhouse.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It is a Friday morning, and we try to every week, and given breaking news and things going on in the church and the world, we sometimes don't get to it. But very important story that broke this week and has been breaking uh, even more so every single day, and it's a very important one because it is one example of what's been going on in our news media, which is having such a horrible impact on society, on the world, on elections, Uh, and even on the crisis that we're living through with COVID-19 in terms of when you have a mass media with the majority of those putting out what they call information and news, working together to mislead people and to keep their ratings up and to promote particular causes, politicians, and agendas, then that does all of us harm. That's not why the media are supposed to exist. So thanks be to God for uh, having, obviously, having EWTN and having the freedom to speak about these stories that are developing. And thanks be to God for EWTN News Nightly and Catholic News Agency and the National Catholic Register and all the other great Catholic outlets that we have there to help us discern the truth and to give us uh, information. And we can make decisions based on accurate information. But if we're looking to the secondary media, for the most part, for accurate information, it's not going to happen. They're trying to sell us something. So also thanks be to God for the work of Project Veritas. And James O'Keefe, I believe, used to work for Lila Rose at Live Action and was a photographer, a videographer for her, and then got interested in doing more uh, video productions. And now he has his own uh, ministry and outreach called Project Veritas, where they do undercover videos, really concentrating on lies uh, in the media. And it was a huge story that broke earlier this week. And what's happening is is they're exposing CNN. So it first began uh, with this undercover video Several of them have now been released. There's been at least three that have been released with this technical editor from CNN admitting, and Andrew has a few of the short bites here, admitting various things. And so uh, it was very extensive in terms of the details. But we want to start with the election. And he admits that he actually went to work for CNN to help get Trump out of office. Now, regardless of, of what you believe and what you feel about various political parties and candidates, you should be able to turn to the news media, especially during an election, to get accurate information on those running for office or laws that are being proposed. Okay? That's not happening. Here is a clip of this technical director explaining undercover, very relaxed, matter-of-factly, that they did have an agenda to get Trump out of office. Andrew, roll the tape. When Trump uh, was... 
uh, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever. We brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation. And he was like neurological damage, like that, and he was losing it. He's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were, we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were. So that's, that's I think that's probably it. So what he's talking about, and he's in a restaurant, so there's a lot of uh, natural sound and noise around him, but what he's talking about is creating the narrative that Trump was unfit for a number of reasons, and they ran all kinds of stories about this. Several networks did, not just CNN, but in particular, CNN was particularly hard. And what they were trying to do in this story is to, and he, and he says later on in that same tape, which is rather long, we don't have time to play the whole thing, he goes on to say that the idea was to create Trump as having uh, some medical issues and that he was not physically or emotionally fit to hold office. So because they saw his hand shaking at one instance, they brought in all these medical experts to comment. And he said, we knew nothing about this. They basically were creating this whole narrative. And then he also says later on, that instead of talking about the real issues, physical issues facing Joe Biden, uh, his cognitive uh, issues that were obvious uh, in various points of the campaign and are still obvious today, to put the truth out there about the struggles that he may be having, they were purposely painting him as this very energetic and really young version of a geriatric man, so they give the impression that he's fit emotionally and physically and psychologically, and Trump is not so the opposite of what's the reality okay in terms of the physical situation that was developing I've often said to you over the years and and you may have heard me talking with other people about this that um, if it bleeds it leads and that fear sells we were told often and I mentioned it's like my whole my very first book noise is now being played out through all of these videos because I wrote about all these different scenarios in that very first book that I wrote that came out in what 2006 or 7 anyway we are, we are told, actually, by consultants and by news directors and EPs, executive producers, that you need to sell fear. You need to keep people glued to the TV. We were told that in particular sections of the newscast, for example, in TV, what they call the first bag, you would always have to have something frightening about an incoming storm, about a car accident, about a major fire, because people will stay glued to make sure and to think about that NIMBY factor, the acronym for not in my backyard. They'll stay tuned to make sure it's not in their backyard. Here's a clip, a short clip of this technical director from CNN being very, very open about the fear factor. You said it's going to be like the new COVID. I feel like, well, that's the way it was built. Um, unless that was just a call to arms to get people to start writing and, and then we'll assess it. I don't know. But do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? Like, kind of. Yeah, fear sells. Ah, fear sells. Bada boom, bada bing, there you go. So what he's talking about is leading up to their next goal. And in this clip that we'll play, and then we have to break to bring on our, our guest from Project Veritas, in this next clip he is saying, and again, this is Fact Check Friday, so this is nothing about fact here in these clips. This is all about making it up to put out a narrative and to sell particular things, to get you to buy in, okay? Now he says their next big effort of propaganda, now that they got Trump out of office and they consider them, they're, they're very proud of this, and they believe they had a lot to do with it. The next move is to push and to get people based on fear, push this issue of climate change. Take a listen. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate, um, uh, climate like global warming, and like that's going to be our next like. Um, 
It's, our, it's going to be our focus. Like, uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. So there you go. That's their next effort. First was focus on getting Trump out of office. Now they have to push, push, push the climate change issue. Uh, we don't have time to go into the cuts about COVID and how they uh, openly admit this. CNN director admits that they kept the numbers running and they kept the fear factor going for COVID and admitting that they blew the, blew the story out of proportion in order to keep people glued to the TV and, again, to sell fear. I would uh, check out all the videos. You don't have time to play them in detail, but go to projectveritas.com. All the, the videos are there before they take them down. Uh, who knows what they'll try to do because we found out yesterday that James O'Keefe, who runs Project Veritas, had his Twitter account suspended following the CNN tapes being released, and this just happened yesterday. So here we go again with this censorship. And he is now planning to sue this, the uh, Twitter platform for defamatory statements, and he has been successful against, for example, the big New York Times. So he was on a couple of the uh, news outlets last night talking about this, and I caught an interview with him where he said they're now suing Twitter, and I say good for him. This is just so out of control, where the media are, uh, have been and are definitely over and over again using their platforms not to give the news, but claim that they're giving the news, but to push particular agendas. Talk more about this with someone behind the scenes in Project Veritas coming up next. Stay tuned. The Office of Deacon Formation for the Diocese of Fort Worth will be hosting online information sessions for men and their wives who are interested in the Deacon Formation Program. The online session will be held the third Sunday of each month at 3 o'clock p.m. The next session will take place on Sunday, April 18th at 3 p.m. and will be held online. Please email Yesenia Gomez at ygomez at fwdioc.org to request registration for the session. Are you looking for a full or part-time office for you or your team? WorkSuites provides workspace offices for individuals and small team businesses. WorkSuites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM, is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. WorkSuites offices are designed to cultivate a community of professionals working together to accomplish their business goals. WorkSuites invites you to give them a call at 888-312-WORK or visit their website at WorkSuites.com to see if it fits your business needs. Last year, I was able to achieve a promotion at work because I went back to school and completed my high school diploma. As a working adult, it had been over three years since my last high school class. Casada High School provided me a flexible schedule, a self-paced, individualized curriculum, focusing on my personal needs and, most importantly, reconnecting me to my Catholic faith. At Casada Catholic High School, they work with students to provide them the tools they need to be successful and beyond. Visit CasadaHS.org to learn more. Hello. Catholic Life Insurance is a family-focused company that offers life insurance and retirement benefit plans. We are proud to support the mission of Catholic Radio on KATH 910 AM. To learn more about Catholic Life Insurance, you can contact Larry Lindzen or David Walker in our Dallas office at 972-484-3000. Again, 972-484-3000. We look forward to hearing from you.
got the connection. It is 39 minutes past the hour. Appreciate the great work of Project Veritas. On the phone with us is Nick Jeebus. He's a managing editor of the newsroom for Project Veritas. Nick, thanks so much. I, there's so much material there. I directed people to your website. I did play a few of the clips in the previous segment. What's the latest right now? We know that James O'Keefe is going to be suing Twitter. They, they shut down or suspended the account, at, at least for now. Uh, what's the latest uh, coming out of the response, first of all, to these, um, you know, these bombshell videos that, that have been surfacing, which are very good, and thank you for doing this work. Well, thanks for having me, Teresa, and I appreciate the words. And we, uh, we just do it because we want the truth. Right. And right. lately, the, to address your point about the CNN tapes, we uh, had a, undercover videos of a technical director named Charlie Chester, and he said some things that were slightly disturbing, words like propaganda and manipulation, and discussing how the network uses repetition and fear to drive ratings. And I believe I could even quote him when he said, fear sells. Oh, yeah, I just ran that clip. And yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's shocking. It, it's dystopic in, in this in a way because their tagline is "We're the most trusted name in news." Mm-hmm. Well, call it what it is. Then, if your employees are calling it propaganda and infotainment, you know, kind of manipulation, I think the public would respect it more if you just called your network what it was. And yet, they continue to allow people to make value decisions on their lives based on, quote, news, that in reality is not news. Right. And this, this technical director, he wouldn't stop talking about it. It wasn't even as if the undercover journalist had to speak to him very much. She'd ask one question, and he would say quite a bit on his own. See, this and is what was so alarming to me is, is the nonchalant attitude of, yeah, this is what we do, having a cup of coffee, drinking a beer, talking about how he's so proud that they helped get Trump out of office and how they're so proud... Uh, of what they're doing now with pushing the climate change issue and how they were hyping the COVID situation. And just matter of fact, yeah. this is what we do. Yeah, looking looking to pivot from COVID coverage to climate change and, and admitting that the network had, had in, the, in a sense, beaten the public over the head with it for months and months and months. And it wasn't because of the merits of the story or the merits of the dangers of COVID, according to Charlie Chester, but rather only for ratings. So... I would hope that I leave it to the American public to decide that one would have to ask, is the same true of climate change? You claim to believe in it, but is it just another tool for ratings and manipulation, as Charlie said? We don't know because CNN won't tell us. They won't let us know if Charlie's only speaking for himself, if he's speaking for the culture, for the network, and they've been very silent, uh, also all quiet on the Western Front. We've done everything in our power to get a response or a statement. And uh, I'm not conflating the two because it's a different issue. But uh, all, all we really got was uh, James O'Keefe's account suspended from Twitter. So, And we're still trying to figure out a clear reason as to why and how that happened. Coincidence, again, I leave it to the American public to decide, to research and to look into it. But they should go to projectveritas.com and read our stories because we're certainly not going to see them on Twitter as much for at least today. We're talking with Nick Jeeves. He's a managing editor of the newsroom for Project Veritas about the uh, bombshell videos that came out this week. And it's very important for, for us as faithful Catholics to have the truth. We know the truth will set us free. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and I've done this so many times on the air, Nick, has been so clear about the important role of the media. Vatican II, Inamorifica, so many beautiful World Communications Day statements about truth and media and how media 
impacts us, and, and this is just so frustrating on a number of levels. Uh, you've got major stories here that they're talking about selling climate change, COVID, the election issues in terms of how they presented Trump versus how they uh, you know, present Biden and still do today. Now, in terms of the response, from what I could see, the, the videos did get millions of hits, correct? Yes, it did, and we trended as, as high as two, I believe, uh, on Twitter, but I, I don't want to say it completely. It may have just it may have been another app, but we were rising. We were, uh, for, for you not being able to remember uh, directly, it was such a crazy week, but it was we were trending, and we were rising fast, and the story was spreading like wildfire each day. And I'm sure like you I probably said, got all, feedback. What were people saying to you? Probably they probably messaged you. They probably what were well, they, they saying? They, 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 they would either be shocked by the content, uh, thank us for our work, or you know there are some detractors. Of course, we don't always get. It's not an echo chamber. We we do get comments as well that right. say to us that you know, our, our methods were this or our methods were that, and, and complaining about us going after a particular network, but. We do this with everyone. We have people everywhere. We don't have a political agenda. We're not out for fame. We're not out for fortune. We wouldn't be here if that was the case. There are plenty of places to go for all those other things. People like to accuse us of, of being in this for and doing it. And no, we don't come to this place for that. We come here because it's special, it's unique, and it seeks to educate the public and, as you said, seek truth. And that is not, that is not the standard practice at a lot of media outlets these days and i can speak to that because i was a reporter yeah me too for 20 years and i talk about it all the time that's one of the reasons i left the uh, the secular media so where do we go from here we know that there's going to be a suit filed against twitter uh james mentioned that last night in one of the interviews i saw but in terms of um moving forward with this video will there be more videos on cnn is an, is another outlet you're going to be concentrating on another outlet what's next in it from uh, project veritas nick I can only say that we have sources, brave sources, everywhere, and that we always will have content. We will never stop. We will always seek out corruption, fraud, waste in the media, in government, in the private sector. So whoever's listening, uh, especially the watchers that are supposed to be watching over society and the country, we are now watching the watchers on the wall. And so somebody has to watch the watchdogs. That that's the question, right? Exactly. Who's watching the watchdogs? Someone has to watch the watchdogs, and that's yeah. us for now. And we're hoping that we inspire others to come forward because, in, in honesty, we cannot do this job alone. We need others to come forward, tell the truth, provide information that the public needs to know, and they can do that. They can send information like that to um, Tips at protonmail.com. They can also go to the website. There are various tabs to make donations, to send messages, to get involved. And we need an effort. We need people to step up. Now is the time. If there was ever a time to seek truth, especially the irony in an age where everyone has a phone in their hand and can find this information, but right. it's, been, it's been skewered. It's been run through a lens before it hits you. So know that at least the Project Veritas will give you the truth we won't bury it. We won't not listen to you. You can send us the messages. We read them, and we respond to people. So if your story is newsworthy, if you're in an agency, be brave. Step forward, because this is the time is now. 
A couple of things. And first of all, the the way that that this uh, CNN director was so again nonchalant and just you know sharing and sharing, and and you can see how the undercover reporter, when you watch the videos in their entirety, really didn't have to do much work. He just sit there and let this guy go on his own little you know, diatribe, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. shows you, and you and I know this of working in newsrooms, that this is, this is innate. This is what they do. This is what they live and breathe. And this is what they're, they're obviously told to do as a natural extension of their jobs because otherwise it wouldn't be so, so easily spoken about over a cup of coffee or a beer. Yes, and there's a, uh, it appears so, and, and there's certainly been cultures around the media that where it's, it's just a job. It's just a job, and I think that's a problem. There's this disease of indifference running through not just the media, but it seems to be boiling over into the country. And I don't think it's right that this isn't treated as sacred. Just like medicine, in my opinion, should be treated as sacred, or you know, uh, if you're a spiritual counselor, this should be treated as sacred. The media, it shouldn't just be a paycheck because of how it affects people and exactly. how it affects the public, and that's mm-hmm. why... We hope to set the standard, and we hope to, to raise the bar for, for like the old days. I mean, if we a few decades ago, we would be praised for the work we're doing. Instead, we're sought out to be destroyed. What changed? Right, that's so true. Well, so there's some. We're hoping there, to change it back. Go ahead, finish it. But there's some other. There's no, some other. Not, Legal issues. I only have about three minutes left, so I'm sorry I'm interrupting, but I have to ask you this question. And no, as someone who's, who worked in the media, I've been in this business now for almost 40 years, 20 of it in the secular media, uh, and I totally get, I mean, I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this was my life 20 years ago, the things that they were saying, because I fought this, and that's one of the reasons why I left. But you've got some legal issues here, because if you've got a, a network parading as a quote-unquote news organization and that admitting admitting that they were working to get candidates out of office and, and misrepresenting information. In addition to you know defaming James, as, as many of these outlets are trying to do and have done, you've got some legal ramifications here because you can't, you can't we'll have sure. all these freedoms under the First Amendment, correct? We will be taking CNN into court. We'll be taking CNN into court for defamatory statements. We are in processes in a lawsuit against the New York Times. This is the last remedy they've left us with. The First Amendment obviously doesn't count unless you go to court these days. That's a shame. The Constitution should trump that. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to go on offense. And they've forced our hand, and this is what we're going to do. We are going to go to court, and we are going to go through the legal route because one of the only things that can save this country is the rule of law, it seems. And then if we abide by that, maybe we do have a chance to to overcome this. But... That's our plan. Yes, we are going to seek uh, our remedy in court, and we will see CNN, New York Times, and something tells me a few others will be on the docket on the dance card, but I don't want to put the cart before the horse yet sure. on your show. I'll certainly keep you posted, but sure. we're not going to sit still. Last question as we go into the break, and do you think America is waking up in terms of understanding just not just how biased the media are, but how they are literally in the business of propaganda and selling particular agendas. Because there was a survey that came out, one of my listeners sent it to me, that showed about 58 to 60 percent of the public don't trust the media anymore. But to me, that's still so low, given how bad they are. And you and I being on the inside, knowing how bad it is and knowing what goes on on a regular basis, I would think it would be like more like 80 or 85 percent or at least 75 percent. But do you think your work, in particular, these bombshell videos that came out this week, Nick, are helping people wake up to understand how they're being sold a bill of goods. I only speculate, and as you alluded to, I never listen to polls, but I can only say I certainly hope so. 
because if they haven't been woken up by now, it's going to be very difficult to wake anyone up after something like this. Uh, possible, yes. Probable, no. And wake, waking up is great, but waking up plus action. Take action. Study, research. I know it's difficult when you don't have a job inside of this world. I've been there as well. I haven't always worked in this field and made it my job. But even if it isn't your job, it has to become your second job now to research, to hold the media accountable, to see truth on your own because Mm -hmm. these institutions that you once thought were going to seek truth for you and then deliver it to you as as an easier means for you to find out what's going on, that's not true anymore. You can't trust most of them. And, again, I leave it up to the public to decide which ones are being dishonest, but I think we can all agree. Uh, People aren't racing to their televisions to turn on cable news or read newspapers or they're usually looking very stressed when they're scrolling up their phones reading the news these days mm-hmm. and it's not all bad out there so i wonder how much of it has been twisted and just run through that lens of negativity to get your eyeballs on it so like i said i hope people stand up it doesn't matter if they in the polls if they feel in my opinion if they feel upset at the media it's taking action right. that's going to change things and that's the only way things are ever going to change, if people yeah. actually act and try to do something to help restore well, Thank you for your brave work, because you are risking a lot. And I, I can't even imagine uh, the, the threats that, that James has received and your organization has received. Nick Jeevis is a managing editor of the newsroom of Project Veritas. Give us your website again. Oh, it's, it's projectveritas.com, and you can send any information that you think is, is pertinent to veritastips at protonmail.com. And, Please tell your listeners to pray for us. I'm a Catholic. I'm not ashamed to admit it. So and I could, yeah, I could certainly, and so could we all, use some some spiritual support as well from your audience. So we appreciate your your listeners. Thank you. We got you covered, brother. Well, we'll put your your name out there for prayer. <laughs> Seriously, we'll put you on the list, and we have a, a whole list Please of uh, prayer groups at Ave Maria Radio, our our co producer of this show and as well as EWTN. Speaking of, of being Catholic, as I mentioned, the Catholic Church has so much about the media. Go to this segment of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, starting with paragraph 2493, the use of social communications. See what the Church has to tell us about just what the two of us are talking about this morning in Fact Check Friday in terms of how the modern media play a major role in information, cultural promotion, and formation. It begins with paragraph 2493, the use of social communications media, which is one of the big reasons why I do Fact Check Friday and why I wanted Nick on with me this morning. And pray for our brother Nick, a fellow Catholic, who was out there on the front lines working with James O'Keefe to make a difference in the media. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 10 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan cost goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Hello, Steve Ray here from Footprints of God Pilgrimages, and I'm so excited to announce two domestic pilgrimages this time, one to the Shrines of Wisconsin, where we're going to be joined by Cardinal Raymond Burke. We're going to have a consecration to St. Joseph and Our Lady of Good Help for the apparition of Mary that happened there. Also, we're going to St. Augustine, Florida, where the Catholic Church actually started, the first Mass ever, and we're going to be joined by Father Frank Pavone. To learn more about your Ave Maria radio trip, go to AveMariaRadio.net and find 
the pilgrimage link. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Location, location, location. These are the three most important factors in real estate. The same might be said for colleges. Trudging through snow to get to an 8 a.m. statistics class is a much different experience than breezing by a palm tree to the raucous applause of a laughing gull. With the average temperature of 84 degrees and wetland nature as your backdrop, it's no wonder students tend to stay once they visit our campus. Ave Maria University, your future location, location, location. Visit AveMaria.edu. Thanks so much for tuning in to EWTN and pray for our network, pray for all the outlets that carry our programming and pray for folks on the inside like Nick and James O'Keefe for trying to make a difference and speak the truth. And do yourself a favor and take a look at what the catechism has to say about the use of social communications. Very important. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Your connection to our treasured Catholic faith all day, every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Catholic Charities Fort Worth's mission is to provide service to those in need, to advocate compassion and justice in the structure of society, and to call all people of goodwill to do the same. They offer services such as free income tax preparation service through their VITA program, rides to COVID-19 vaccination appointments, information and resources related to the winter storm, and transportation services. For more information and resources, visit catholiccharitiesfortworth.org. Hear that? That's St. Francis Village, a Catholic retirement community located in southwest Fort Worth on Benbrook Lake. A quiet place in a 250-acre country setting where you will love to live, enjoy the deer and turkeys, and walk to daily mass. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and begin enjoying your retirement. Cottage rates starting at under 900 a month include utilities. Call St. Francis Village and ask for Mike, 817-292-5786. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. 
Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.